Hello everybody and welcome to episode 86 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything that has to do with He-Man, She-Ra, Master Universe, Princess of Power, it's got that Mattel logo on the bottom, uh, usually features some Four Horsemen work, which we'll get into in a little bit, but first, I'm here again. With Sean Scabarna. Sean, how are you doing today? <laughs> we have to renegotiate my contract, I do believe. I don't know if my lawyers want me to be here because got, now it's a whole different deal. We got cool <laughs> guy Sean. Uh, I've been waiting a few days us. to say that one. I have yeah. definitely been waiting a few days to say that one, even though I am such a guppy in the, the big pond here. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Sean had some fabulous adventures mm. over this past weekend. Uh, we'll get into those in a little bit. But first, mm-hmm. Sean, have you picked up anything this week? Oh, I actually have. I picked up... Uh, <laughs> it's all mythics, though. Um, <laughs> that was the one thing I forgot to do before we started. I did get a new a couple goblins, which is cool. Um, and I got... Actually, hey, one thing here real quick. I gotta grab this for you. For our audio listener, Sean is now lumbering over to the side of his room to grab something. But that's how I normally move, so it's not like this is anything new. Exactly. The douche gets something this week, though. The what? The douche. You. You get something. I I didn't get nothing. Actually, I I really didn't get anything this week. What'd you do, Sean? That's Sean's for you. Down. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That was supposed to be for Jesse. <laughs> no, he he and I both agreed. This one's for you. So the Duch, Matthew uh, Duch over here, the heart and soul of, of Legends of Grayskull, I got a Tauros Mythic Legions figure that will be sent to him courtesy of my fun weekend. <laughs> Ah, oh, you're too trip. good to me, Sean. Thank so you. So there yes, you that go. Is one I've been chasing for a while. Yeah. So it is done. You do not have to chase it anymore. Calrose will soon be in your possession. No, I appreciate it. Ah, uh, so <clears throat> it'd be nice if we could just hand him over the screen. <laughs> People were mad enough when they did that in Star Wars in the last couple of movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> if we started doing that, I don't know. This this will turn into all sorts of crazy. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, probably by next week he will be he will be where you are. I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, so jealous of you. We'll get into that first. <laughs> we got to plug some people. So we've got uh, well, we've got our own Legends of Grayskull podcast presents Motu March Madness. Uh, it's coming down mm-hmm. to the wire now. We got the. Uh, we got a few more games in the loser bracket starting uh, today, Wednesday, Mar- or April 6th. Um, and then that'll run Wednesday through Friday to kind of finish off the runner-up. And uh, and then on Saturday, we're going to start the championship game, which features the Classics version of He-Man versus the Classics version of Beast-Man. Uh, really surprising upsets this past week. Uh, but those two Merman. are Huh? Merman. Merman. Yeah. 
That was the semifinal. Was He Man and Beast Man? Yes, yes. That was yes. The, now. Now it's now it's old Gilface versus <clears throat> the most powerful man in the universe. Yes, yes. still surprising. <laughs> still surprising. I really yeah. thought Trapjaw yeah. was making it to the finals. Yeah, go figure. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't usually hear Merman as a huge fan favorite. He's right. he's got that credit. Of he's one of the big three for the villains. But yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> Beautiful that, well, once again, here we go. We're we're talking them up again, but that shows what the four horsemen put into that that Absolutely. sculpt for that figure because it really did make him a freaking mm-hmm. awesome figure. Hundred percent. So stay tuned for that on our <laughs> Facebook and our Instagram uh, Legends of Grayskull podcast. You can vote either place or both places um, and help us finish this off strong. It's mm-hmm. been a fun time, a resounding success. This is definitely something we're going to keep coming back to. Um, I think everyone re- who's participated has really enjoyed it. I've had a lot of fun putting it on. Um, it, it's just been fun to get to interact with fans in this way. And it's also pretty crazy when you find out who wins. Yes. Because when yes. I see those those names popping up, <clears throat> it's just like, really? I had yep. no idea people like this character as much as they do, or this figure as much as they do, so it is pretty cool. Like I said, I'm honestly surprised that He-Man made it to the championship. Like, I know he is the the guy of the line, you know, the star mm-hmm. of the show, but it's still surprising me that the figure, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's still, especially because that the Classics version does at times get some hate. Um, especially it being an early figure in the line and blah, blah, blah. You know, there are reasons for it, but, Mm -hmm. like, it still shows that for a lot of people, this is their He-Man. And I know Mm -hmm. it is for me. Like, when Mm -hmm. I think He-Man figure now, I think that classic's He-Man. You know? Yeah. So. I, that's why every time we talk about it, for me, I'm like, I, even Beastman. Beastman is a really beautiful, well-done figure. Um, in, in classics, like he, he definitely deserved to be there at the end, as far as I was yep. concerned. But yeah, He Man, he might be. Oh, here's just He Man. He's you know the figure that everybody's based on, basically. But when you see all the ways that that's done with, like I said, the full power sword, the half power sword, and everything, and even even the power sword having a metallic paint to it this time around, instead of just being here's a gray sword and all that kind of stuff. It's those little things that for me, I'm like, yeah, that's part of why this is so special to me. Like they went there with this figure to the place where I really wanted them to go. If they could do that uh, with a line other than 2000 X, you know, like, and and then they got the chance to do it. So I, I really cannot complain about that figure in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. So check that out. Vote on that. Speaking of voting, our wonderful uh, supporter, friend, podcast listener, um, Skelly Vader, Ronald Zerigian. Uh He is still in that uh, DIYHero.org contest. So I'll drop the link down below once again. Uh, remember to vote. Uh, you can get a free vote daily or you can donate to the American Lung Association and get some additional votes every day. Um, <clears throat> and, and keep an eye out, too, because every once in a while they'll throw out, like, double votes for that for the donation thing so but yeah that's he keeps advancing in rounds and uh we wish him all the best and i i'm voting every day for him now here's my question because 
Uh, I have no problem supporting him. Obviously, right. he's he's been a supporter of us, and uh, it's only mutual. But this contest seems to be taking a while to get done. So, uh, and 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 I understand. I when I first started voting, I didn't even realize what he was winning. I was just supporting him, and then right. I'm, I hear twenty five thousand dollars. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and a, and a <laughs> picture in a magazine. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah. So, um, so uh, what what are the details behind this that our our listeners might not know? Because I know I'm myself yeah, in I the actually, dark a little bit. Here. I had a similar question to you, and I did look it up uh, the other day when I was on the site. The other interesting mm-hmm. thing that I can't figure out, and maybe he can jump in, um, if, if possible, once he hears this. But I don't see any other way to find, um, like, who he's up against. Like, there's either Uh-oh. the DIYhero.org. Like, if you just do that, it just takes you to kind of this, like, a page kind of explaining the contest and the host and everything. But I can't mm-hmm. seem to find, like, the group that he's in. You know what? I, like, it's basically either that main splash page, which doesn't seem to lead to anything as far as contestants, or his specialized link, which leads you right to him. I mean, don't get me okay. wrong; I w- uh, my vote goes to him no matter what. But yeah, it was just kind of like I, I wanted to look up, uh, so like who he's up against, you know? Sure. Um, but I couldn't find that. What I did, I did find the schedule though, and here I, I've got it up again now. Excuse me. Um. So public. So here's the whole schedule. So it's got it. Basically, what we're doing with the bracket, it's got these different tiers. So, mm-hmm. uh, public voting began on March 8th. Um, the top 15 uh, ran from March 8th to, through the 24th. So, that was that first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, public voting will help reduce each group to the top 15 entrants. Uh, then, the top 10 ran from March 24th through March 31st. Again, public okay. voting takes it down to the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the top five began on March 31st and ends April 7th, which is tomorrow as of this recording. Um, mm-hmm. and that will help reduce each group to the top five entrants. So Ron's been in, he's been first or second place in his group for all of these. He's still currently first place. I did my vote just before we started recording. Um, now the group finalists will begin April 7th and end the 14th. That will decide the one preliminary winner in each group who will then advance to the quarterfinals. So everything from that's been since March 8th to April 14th is kind of getting <clears throat> into the, the starting bracket, kind of like we did with the March Madness. Um, mm-hmm. and now... After the 14th, that's when it really starts heating up. So now it'll be the the quarterfinals will run the f- April 15th through April 21st. Um, the preliminary group winners will be divided into quarterfinal groups. Voting will be reset, and public voting will determine one winner from each quarterfinal group who will then advance to the semifinals. Uh, and then the semifinals will begin April 22nd through April 28th. Um, same thing, voting. So once we get into the finals, voting is going to be reset every week, which is which is a, a difference, it seems. Because before, okay. everything's just been stacking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, semifinals, same thing. One winner from each semifinals group will advance to the finals. Um, and then the finals will run April 29th through May 5th. Uh, voting will be reset again, and public voting will determine the winner of the 2022 DIY Hero Competition. So Wow. So, yeah, we still got uh, a good month or so uh, of voting. But basically, everything thus far has been just to get the bracket. And then quarterfinals, mm-hmm. semifinals, and finals. So, we're getting into the stretch now. So, help him finish strong uh, today. So, yeah, today or uh, or next week, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Next week will be the, the big one. That's that's one winner. So, we got to keep him in first place. Um and then just help them advance every round. All right. Well, that, it, <clears throat> that, put, that put some light on it because yeah. I was confused myself. Like, how right. long is this going? It just feels like, you know, he's still, right. we're still voting for him, but I, I know he got through. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like without a certain part, yeah. without seeing kind of the groups, it doesn't feel yeah. like anything because obviously he's doing amazing and he just keeps advancing. So, yeah, yeah. because he's sitting on top. So, but we're, what we're not seeing is the people getting whittled away. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm, I'm hoping if nothing else, once the finals start, then we'll see, you know, who he's up against. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and start seeing, you know, a, a bracket or something to show us, like, here's what's being accomplished each week. And it might be out. Yeah. He might be able to point it to me. Maybe I'm just missing it. But. Well, Either way, I mean, uh, my vote's going to him because yep. obviously, you know, we want to support him. So, yep, 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 exactly. And he just the stuff he's working. Yeah. Um, the Matterhorn project he just started, the Fright Zone, the Snake Mountain, the Gray Skull. Like, I, I mm-hmm. can't wait to see what he'll do with this grand prize. Yeah. Ah. So, best of luck from both of us to you, Skelevator, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you on the other side as the big winner. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Now I want. We got uh, some news recently regarding this year's PowerCon convention that is taking place over in Ohio. So it is now. For those of you who haven't heard, I think most people have, it's shifting to Columbus, Ohio, and it's, for the past decade, it's been held out in California. Um, Mm -hmm. It is rebranding itself as America's Mightiest Toy Show. Um, And it's, it kind of stinks, because I know when... The initial announcement came out. We were both pretty excited. Oh, PowerCon's coming to Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, w- I was overjoyed. Okay, this is, this is a really manageable weekend trip now. You know, we're talking three hours instead of a cross-country flight. Mm-hmm. Um, same for you. I think you're about the same distance on... From the other side, uh, for if for us uh, uh, over here, it would have been about a six hour drive or something. I okay, think. But, right. so yeah, further, but. still like it, less than a plane ticket and everything. Yeah, to get out there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
So, but then, you know, I mean, let, let, let's just call a spade a spade here. This PowerCon, the more info that comes out about it, seems to have nothing to do with Masters of the Universe in any way, honestly. Um, because I know we speculated at first that, you know, well, they're trying to incorporate more toy brands, but that doesn't necessarily exclude that they're going to have a focus on Masters of the Universe. Um, but the more info that, that comes out seems like, no, they really don't want to have anything to do with Masters of the Universe. And unfortunately, that has really kind of taken my excitement level down to a zero for this show. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> and going... yeah. I was trying to find. They don't even have. They don't have their website updated with the announcements that they've done on social media, which is really weird. Um, so they've started running these ads that uh, through Facebook and Instagram, showcasing uh, like one of them was about Golden Girl, and then another was about Battle Beast, and like, hey, basically, hey, do you remember these? You know, you'll be able to buy them at the upcoming toy show. So really leaning into the whole toy show aesthetic. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the first one was Golden Girl. And, and they also released the info that ticket pre-sales are going to start on April 9th. To, uh, three days from now. It's a Saturday. So I asked uh, over on the Instagram, does this mean, now that ticket sales are starting, does this mean that we can expect guests and programming announcements soon? Because they keep saying they're going to have, you know, they're going to have panels, they're going to have guests, they're going to do all this, but everything that they've actually announced is all toys, toys, toys. Yeah. So, um, and uh, the PowerCon did reply to me that those will start when ticket pre-sales start as there won't be a rush to buy tickets the day pre-sales begin. Okay. So I guess my thing is, why are we starting ticket pre-sales then? If no one is in a rush to get their ticket. Like, PowerCon seems to know that no one's going to be in a rush to get their tickets. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they didn't hide the fact that they're probably, other than the announcements of what they're going to be having, there isn't any other reason to try to get a ticket in advance. Like with, with uh, the previous power cons, we had right. the exclusives. So that kind of hinted, this isn't that show anymore. Right. It, you know, it's a little more think, think power con, but let's whittle it down to this. And it's going to be this for now or something. And it's, it's a much like, it, don't, don't dream big. Just dream that we're still going to be there somehow. You know, that's the way that that's worded, in my opinion. Uh, Jeff Cope on one of their posts commented, I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet that's enticing me to make the trip. I went to PowerCon for the Masters of the Universe content, and thus far that's looking non-existent. Uh, the PowerCon replied, If you are only interested in Masters, it probably won't be for you. Sorry. 
The focus will be modern companies and their current product. But I hope you might still consider coming. So modern companies and their current product is the focus of PowerCon now. The same yeah. PowerCon that's showing Battle Beasts and Golden Girls, as, or Golden Girl, I always do that, uh, <laughs> as, as part of their enticement. Um, but they're focused on modern companies that's offering current product which is not Mattel and Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. That's that. Here's where I keep getting stuck on. All right, they keep uh, the new PowerCon keeps pushing that it's going to be modern companies and their current product, but they are also completely upfront that they are they are not interested in promoting Masters anymore, and Mattel will not be attending. This is this is the biggest time for Masters of the Universe in the current era, but that's not a current or a modern company with current product. Yeah, and honestly, uh, I know I would like to. There's a part of me that would like to know. Okay, behind the scenes, what's really happening here? Right, because Come out and tell it, us. It, it, it's like it, <clears throat> if it's a thing where they're going to say. You know, Mattel has said that they want Masters. We are not allowed to promote Masters because that is a Mattel brand and product and everything else. That's fine. <clears throat> Say that. I almost feel like that would be helpful for me to go. Okay, this is why you're doing it this way. Therefore, you know, this makes more sense. But one thing that does not make sense, no matter what happens in the case of the news that we're getting is if you're going to have this be just a toy show, why do you need to have PowerCon as the name of it? Because PowerCon was exclusively a He-Man, She-Ra convention name. And most people who hear that automatically, it's He-Man and Masters and She-Ra and Princess of Power. And so it's like riding the coattails of something for 10 years that people expected one way and was also obviously on the other side of the country from where I am and from uh, where you are and then turning it into this, it's like, it's, it's, it's like a muddled mess to me of why is, why are these things working this way, but it's not what it was, you know? And so J Ryan Penny over in lucky legends posted marked safe from attending this year. Sad face. (laughs) And he shared, he shared a snippet or uh, screenshot yeah. from PowerCon's website That's with two bullet points. Mattel will not be present at PowerCon to showcase their products during this year's event. Second bullet point, there will be no exclusive collectibles offered alongside the show's ticket sales this year. <clears throat> Aaron Johnson replied, So we're calling it PowerCon... But nothing and no one who typically is there will be doing nothing they normally do at a location they aren't normally at. Sound right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Culp, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this one. Mm-hmm. Otis Turner, WTF. So no exclusives, no Mattel. Sounds like just another average toy fair now. Mm-hmm. 
what is the huge draw to go to this one now versus any other toy con? Van Davis. <clears throat> I understand the upset over Mattel not being there, <clears throat> but I don't get upset. I don't get being upset over no exclusives. It's PowerCon. It's supposed to be the MoTuCon. It's different from other toy cons because it's Motu themed. Motu guests are there. Motu companies are there <clears throat> with Motu reveals. Those are the reasons I would want to go, even without a special figure. Mattel being absent seems like the big nail in the coffin. Will there still be any presence that's officially Motu related? Uh, Patrick Benjamin, I figure, wow, I figured Motu would still be a big part of it, even as they branch out and make it about more than just Motu, but this makes it sound like it won't even be represented. Represented. John Green does come back with a little bit of positivity. Meeting up with fellow legends without having to go to California is a big plus in my book. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, they... If I was in Columbus, definitely. There is no reason not to stop in for a day. Mm-hmm. I guess my thing is, like like you were saying, Sean, it's, you know, this went for me from being like the, if I can't go to any other event this year, I'm going, I'm going to go to PowerCon. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was in California. I mean, I got to yeah. take a week off work. I got to travel, flight, hotel, all that, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. still more excited than I am at this point to drive a few hours, Yeah, which I can do in my sleep, but I just, and I feel it's definitely, it's definitely a part of the way they've handled this. I mean, we heard, they announced this months ago and pretty much put nothing out there, you know. They they want all the built-in love for PowerCon to get people to go, well, it's PowerCon, and it's close to me now, potentially. I've got to go, but then at the same time, it's almost like they're mocking us for, like, wait, why are you guys expecting all this Masters stuff? Like, that's how I, maybe I'm taking it the wrong way, but I, with all their responses on the various platforms, and the lack of responses to certain things, I really feel like they're kind of, PowerCon's kind of going, like, What's wrong with these guys? They all expect master stuff here this year. You know, mm-hmm. when they should, if they're going to do this, they should just come out right at the beginning. You know, what was it like la- last November or something? They announced it. I mean, it was a while ago that it, they came out with that first announcement. It um, was, yeah, it, it was last year because December. I know, yeah, people were already talking yep. shop about what they were going to do this year for it. Yeah. Right. So back in December, if they just come out and gone, look, Mattel's out, Masters is out, we're still going to try and put on a show that, you know, maybe people would like to attend. I don't think I would feel this way towards it right now. Because, like, all right, end of an era, you know, but you guys were upfront and honest about it. But they're, rename it at this point, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, it's just, it's it's not PowerCon to me. And that's, that's what's frustrating and it feels like it's just like, well, we spent all this time building up this name, and it's their name. They can do with it whatever they want, but I, I don't know. It just it feels disingenuous to me. I'm right there with you. I, 
like for me, for how many years now, PowerCon has been number one. It's been like the mecca of being able to get out there and go and geek out for a weekend with people that enjoyed masters just like I do. Right. And you know, like for me at this point of where I am with everything, I'm at the point of, of going, it will never be what it was. Right. And if you're going to tout it just as a toy show now, there are many toy shows that I can only drive 30 minutes away for to go and do that. I don't need a whole weekend at one toy show that the focus is just on a toy show that that's me just being me. Cause that's a lot of time that I'm taking like six hour drive one way to go all the way out to Columbus just to do that. When I went to ZoloCon with Jesse a couple weeks back, he and I were there and we only were there three hours. And finally Jesse goes, I'm ready if you are. And I'm like, I'm not doing a six hour drive all the way back the same day. And it honestly agreed with uh, that comment where, you know, the, the, honestly the best part would be getting to hang out with people that love what we love, but you're also bringing in a bunch of other people too. So it's not like we can just share the love of masters and we know each other. It's like, there's going to be a lot of other people there for a lot of different reasons, and would it be nice to hang out with the people that I've been talking to online for the last like six years right. and, and making friendships with, of course, uh, absolutely. But it's, it does, there is a saltiness to me of just, but it's not the same. It will not be the same because I'm not having, having to go all the way up to California. I'm not at a tourist destination point. And I'm not getting away for, like you said, about, you know, almost a week yep. to go and visit and be able to geek out with everybody. I mean, you, so, you know me. One of the biggest draws of PowerCon for me was I got to meet the creators, the artists, the writers, you know, Rob mm-hmm. Lane, Larry Houston, you know, Tom mm-hmm. T. Like that, that's, that was like, oh my God. And, and there, there will be none of that. I was still holding out hope because I know. You know, the majority of them live in California on the West Coast, and that was always one of the big reasons why PowerCon never moved. It's that the majority of the creators were out there. Um, You know, they tried moving it to New York one year, and they didn't even get enough advanced sales to even do it that year. It just didn't happen. Um, So it's like I'd already, once they announced the move, I already kind of crossed most of them off the list. The one I was hoping for to really, because uh, I had a great time meeting him last year and talking to him, is uh, Rob Lamb, because I know he lives more in our neck of the woods. He's down either Kentucky or Tennessee. I know he just moved. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe Rob will still be there. But I did see on Facebook, Rob said that he wasn't even invited this year. Like, mm. so, I mean, you've got, <laughs> you've only got a few masters, you know, celebrities that live in the area and you're not even inviting them. So... I don't know. It's just it's it's gone from being you know the Masters convention to like they said just another toy show, and it it saddens me to feel this way about it because you know I was really excited even with them, you know, and and they brought in other things before they one year they did Thundercats alongside Hemo yeah. they did Turtles alongside it, like. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it had been that where they're like, okay, we're gonna focus on a broader range. But at this point, they're just like, well, we're focusing on a broader range that does not include E-Man and She-Ra, no matter mm. what. 
you know, and that's the point where I'm just like, all right, I'm out then. Like, yeah. Unless and, they and, just and, announce some spectacular guests and panels, you know, which again, they're holding that very, very close. I mean, they're not even going to start announcing it till this weekend. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a really weird rollout. It's a really weird promotional push. And at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. Earlier this year, I was very much like, okay, I got to do both. I got to go, I got to go to PowerCon and I got to go Legion's Con. And, um, the thing that was a red flag for me, at least about it was there was four months where we knew it was happening, but nothing was happening. Right. Like that. We didn't get any announcements until, you know, the last week or two really. And, and even those have been kind of just like you said, remember golden girl, remember battle beast. And it's like, that's not really making me go, Ooh, I got to buy that ticket because neither one of those brands were things that I really had in my collection for many reasons. But um, it's like I said earlier, I really wish I was a fly on the wall and knew what was going on behind the scenes because it really is weird that here we have, uh, we're in an age where, you know, PowerCon was a big deal to a lot of fans. And then when the 2019 show hit, and then that's when we had Kevin Smith showing up. Yep. And it was the big reveal about Revelation and everything. Then all of a sudden, PowerCon's on the map, and a lot of people know PowerCon now is the right. exclusive He-Man She-Ra um, uh, convention, mm-hmm. and that brought in a whole bunch of news, and then PowerCon had to go virtual the next year because of quarantine, and then last year they held it out in California well, again, and you got to go. And even, even that there, virtual con- the convention real quick, like that even, like... You know, they saw record turnout for the online thing. Do you know, remember online was supposed to be a big aspect of PowerCon going forward. Remember the virtual mm-hmm. treasure room that we all spent hours yeah. clicking around trying to discover everything, yep. you know? Yep. And that was all supposed to become something more. And it's just like, you guys had all this buildup. You're coming into the, the, you had the most master's lines that have been out ever at one yeah. time. Um, Two shows. Uh, a movie possibly starting to be filmed at some point. We shall see. Right. But yeah, like we are in an age right now where there's more resurgence of this than there has been in since the 2000 X line hit. And all of a sudden it's like now the rug got pulled out from under them and there's no master's connection anymore. And that does make me just go like, well, what happened? You know, like right. I, I we, we were spit. Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> I don't know, but we were spitballing and it, it does make me wonder, did Mattel look at the virtual version of PowerCon and go, well, we could still get people to care about this, whether they're in person or not. Right. We have different ways of doing this that, that uh, we can, we can promote our stuff in different ways and we don't need the convention to be the place where we have to point it at anymore. And we don't need to work hand in hand or I don't know. I, there, there's a lot of questions. And, and I guess that's the and, thing because PowerCon started even before, you know, obviously Mattel had a big hand in it, especially the virtual year. Mm-hmm. But like PowerCon started without Mattel, you know. So, I mean, even if Mattel pulled out and said, look, we're not going to participate anymore. Like, I don't know. To me, it's like but PowerCon predates that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think it could survive farther, you know, 
And there are other conventions that go without the support of Hasbro or the IP Ooh. holder. You know what I mean? Like the the German one that uh, it, uh what what is that one? Grayskull oh, Con. Grayskull. That's great point. Grayskull Con. So so we're not, and that's that's what murkies it more. Great point because you know we're all going well. Maybe Mattel pulled out, and that's why they stopped it. But. Then you got Grayskull Con that's getting their own exclusive for the first mm-hmm. time ever this year. They're getting an Origins two pack with a cassette tape. Um, it was a big thing back in Germany in the eighties. Was they get these promotional packs with He Man Skeletor and then one of those audio tapes with a story on it, a special packaging and everything. And they're getting that yeah. for the Origins line. It looks great. So it's like, okay, how can that? Mattel be I don't know it's it's just, it's so weird right now and I wish mm-hmm. PowerCon would just be up front and go look this is what happened this is why and stop trying to hide behind like oh yeah it's still the PowerCon you know and love just nothing like what we've done before mm-hmm. yeah too many questions mm-hmm. and honestly the other thing for me right now is I mean there's a lot of stuff going on personally with me and it's like I have to really target what I want to do. And with it only being four months until this happens and there's no guarantee within four months, I'll be able to pull that off to drive and do the hotel again and all this other stuff. I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with not having to worry about this because, you know, later in the year I am going to worry about something else where that's a little, I got more uh, runway for a deadline on that one. Plus, I know what's going to happen at least. And they, they've been upfront and very much like, here's all the guests that we have so far and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. You know, that's, that's at least being very, you know, trans, transparent enough with me that I know my enjoyment will be there versus I still don't know what this is. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be the biggest toy show. And it's like, that doesn't equate to me. Like, I love toys. I love. Uh, figures from the 80s. I love figures from now. But if I'm, like I said, if I'm at a toy show, I can do a walk around maybe two or three times. And after a certain point, I'm like, I'm good. Like, you know. You know, even if they wanted to use the, you know, from the creators of PowerCon or whatever, yeah. like, just start something new. If you're going to start mm-hmm. something new. If you're going to start something new, start something new. Mm-hmm. Where's uh, a tea power con? <laughs> you know, power toy show. I mean, just if you're going to make it a toy show, make it a toy show. Yeah. I don't know. But I hope, like I said, if I lived in Columbus, it'd be a definite go. If I lived within an hour of Columbus, it'd probably, I mean, it'd probably be a definite, at least t- turn out one day, you know? Yeah. Depend- Agreed. Uh, what guests were announced and everything else. Um, but as, as it stands right now, I just, I can't, I mean, I could, I, I just don't want to make the drive. It's not, it's not a priority to me because it has, it has shifted focus outside of what, what I'm interested in. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily on them or on me. It's just, it's where I am and it is what it is. Yeah. Same here. And I've heard so many, uh, amazing stories about the California version of it that at this yep. point, the minute they said it was coming to Ohio, I automatically was like, you can't put that on your list anymore. You know? like, right. California is no longer in the equation. 
And it's like the more I, the less that I've learned about it, the more it's like, other than going for the people. And that's, that's a weird thing to say. You're going to a toy convention just to go to see the people that are going to the convention. And it's not saying that I wouldn't like to meet the people. It's just, right. It's, it's not working with many things right now for me either. So I, I can completely understand. Absolutely. Uh, all right. On to happier news. Sean, you had an interesting weekend last weekend, so I'm going to let you take it away now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a big surprise of a weekend. Um, the, the week before on uh, the Mythic Legions Cabal, they ran a contest. And it was for the Great Hall Games uh, Mythic Legions Tactics video game that they did a Kickstarter for. And um, they were a part of Legions Con. And um, they did a contest where they wanted you to take one of the screen caps that they've released throughout the last how many months to show the progress they're doing on the video game and take one of those pictures and give a little bit of a reasoning of why the game is interesting to you. And you know, what, what would be something about this that brings, you know, the, the line to life for you in video game form or appreciate that this is happening somehow. So uh, I know that, that you, Entered that, and you did, did your own screen cap, and uh, off-world uh, co-host Jesse Arnold also did, and a ton of other. People. I think, yeah, th- there were there were I think thirty people or so, something like that, maybe a little bit more. But uh, you two entered, and then after a certain point, I'm like, all right, I'll throw my name in. What the heck? And I, I didn't even know. I, I finally found one where it was showing. Here's a here's a character that he looks like a combination of other characters I like. I'm just like, how cool would it be to see these characters on the screen moving around? There is something to be said. It's that's why we buy figures from the cartoons we loved as kids because there's that we're watching the cartoon and we're seeing them in motion. We're seeing them in, in, like come to life, and then we have that figure representing. Well, it's the opposite way with this line, which I thought was really fun. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd love to see you know Aerithir come to life on on, my, on a video game or see Attila you know, leading his armies in a charge or something. That's so I, I entered my name in there and then uh, the next, that Saturday uh, Walter Hagen who's the uh, the creator of the Ethic Legions Cabal on Facebook he had uh, his son draw five names in case the first winner wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to get Yep. travel in or whatever he, so he picked five names from from a bowl and my name ended up being number three which you could have knocked me over with a feather that my name was <clears throat> one of them yep i had no idea that was going to happen so what was funny I, was i i was gonna say what, but I, uh, no i was just gonna say but I, and we all congratulated you like yeah third runner up but we also were like you know hey there's like no way that that first place guy no, isn't going to make it happen because <laughs> I think everybody who entered it was prepared to drop everything at the yes. top of a hat to go. Yeah. Like I, maybe there were some people who just threw their names in, but I, I, I don't. I just I personally was like, oh, that's awesome for him. He got into the finalist, but like I don't, especially with you being third. It's like there's no way the two guys, 
both guys before him will not be able to go. That's just where Agreed. I was thinking, you know. Agreed. And I, I thought the same thing. I and, and Walter, when he did it, he said, you know, uh, I'm going to reach out to you guys for, you know, I'll, I'll send I'll send the runners up uh, a little something. And I'm like, you know, that was cool enough as it was. I was like, OK, you know, I don't know what it'll be, but that's cool that at least my name got chosen. So now, I mentioned for the, for the rest of us. This is this is where it sat for a week, basically, because he did it the Saturday before Legion's Con. He did the draw. I'm just yeah. And, I'm letting the, I'm letting the viewers in behind the curtain here, so that so, they can be with me well, on my betrayal. So oh, well, here we go. So here we go. <laughs> so so we're so just sitting here. Where all oh, that's cool. Sean got picked. He heard from Walter. All the fi- all the runners up are going to get something. That's cool. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. they'll get like a, a one of the horsemen sword. You know, sword horsemen's, or maybe a figure. You know, maybe I'll throw sure. a, a figure to him. Maybe a figure. yeah. You know, maybe a reinforcement. Sure, yeah, yeah something cool. like that. So we're all just so, sitting there, and then Saturday morning comes along, mm-hmm. and Jesse texts me, and he goes, "Sean made it. Sean made it. What? Sean made what? Who? Huh? <laughs> I'm working. I'm like, I, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, go look, go look at the cabal." Mm-hmm. What's, in, what's in the cabal yeah they got that picture i think it was a uh, colin culp actually yeah colin posted yeah. a picture of like oh intern for a day starts now so what no look at the picture right. who's that beautiful bald bastard in the background there <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> um so so behind the scenes on my side uh, I, when, when you and Jesse both entered that contest right. and then I entered it, I actually took my wife aside and I said, there aren't a lot of people that entered this. There is a pretty good chance. One of the three of us might be chosen or maybe all three of us for all we know. And depending how they choose, I didn't know if he was going to choose, you know, only one person or if he did the five or whatever, like he did on that Saturday. So I took her aside before Saturday and I said, there is a, you know, there's a chance I might need to be going to New Jersey next weekend. And I just wanted to make you aware. And at that point, it wasn't even like a pipe dream for me. It was just, you know, a very tiny possibility. And she was like, okay. You know, she didn't think anything of it. So when my name was chosen and she, and I showed her here, I'm third. I didn't win. I'm third. She still got excited because she's like, that's still awesome. You know, she couldn't get over the fact that even my name was chosen. Same here. And so that day, like literally two hours later, I get a message from Walter. And he he's like, hey, Sean. And I'm like, hey, Walter. And he goes, he's like, just wanted to let you know you're in. And I'm like, are you and I was like using swear. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? And, yeah. and, and, and uh, there was a couple other exchanges, but basically he goes, no, no, you're in, you're coming. You're going to be my guest. And I'm like, Oh my God. And he goes, I got to talk to people and see if it's okay. If I get, if I let you have a plus one or if you need to just come as is because you're already a guest coming to right. this. And I'm right. like, whatever way it goes, I will be there. And if, right. if I get a plus one, I figured, no offense to you, but I knew Jesse would probably be capable of getting out there with me faster 
And I was like, I probably would invite him because at this point, I didn't want to have you go, oh, I can't make it or whatever. You need to change plans or something. And we're both right there. We could just get out and get get going. Um, And I talked to Jesse actually Saturday night when all that had happened. And I was still on the adrenaline rush of, I can't believe I'm actually going. And he and I were talking. He's like, so third place, huh? And I go, yeah, that's pretty nuts. And I'm having to not say a goddamn thing because Walter said to me, don't tell anybody that I'm I'm doing this for you guys. Because he right. said, I'm letting all of the guys who got chosen be my guests to go to this because we want to make it an epic event. We want to have as many people there who love the line as possible and who really are excited to do this. And I'm just like, only person I told was my wife. I won't say a word because my wife doesn't give a crap about, this, <laughs> about any of this other than the fact I'm leaving to go to Jersey. So... Yeah, last Saturday morning, I ended up right there on the doorstep of Four Horsemen Studios, and I, I can't, I, I had, I have to say, it, I had the distinct pleasure of being welcomed into their studio by Jeremy Gerard. Nice. And I, I literally was, uh, like, there were moments where I was to the point of like, I think I might cry a little bit because I, I did not <laughs> expect to be number one. That was such a, like, I did not expect to even be one of the people that were winning. Number two, I did not expect to be somebody going to it, even though I was third, because that was not, I, there was nothing saying, Oh, the runners up are also going to be invited or anything like that. So I figured one and done. That was it. Um, but yeah, there I was and, you know, walk in and, and, uh, Jeremy shook my hand. He invited me in for breakfast. And the next thing I know, walking down the hallway, right when I walk in, there's Nate Barch. Nice. And the minute he's like, Sean, and I go, Nate, he hugged, he grabbed my hand and he pulls me in with a bear hug. And I'm like, I'm so happy right now. Like I was literally like grinning like an idiot the whole morning. And, uh, uh, went in and had breakfast, got to meet Colin Culp in person for the first time. He didn't mention Blue Hagnon, so I wasn't triggered and needing to kill anybody <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but but uh, yeah, the, the the whole day it was um, they had different. Um, I, I guess you want to call them stations or different events yeah. that they did throughout the day for the people that got to go to the uh, to the studio. They had. Nate uh, Barch doing uh, uh, his uh, art presentation, showing off how he creates the packaging, working with templates from the toy company that they work with to, to produce the Mythic Legions. We got to see some of the packaging he's working on presently for some of the new waves coming out, and um, and he he was also showing he's like he's like yeah every time I work on something there has to be a hint of a dragon there just to give the fans that extra little hey. There is dragons, you know, and all he that. He was showing time. us where those are in his his art. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, I would have just been happy to sit at that station all day and see <laughs> what he was doing because I'm, I'm such an art geek and Nate is such a great guy um, that I, I just was so – and it's like he sees me as the first group. He's like, oh, Sean, I get to, I get to experiment on you guys first. This will be cool. I'm like, bring it, experiment. And then – after that, we went and uh, Trevor Williams, one six shooter on uh, Instagram and on YouTube, who does a uh, Legion's Lounge. He uh, had a little um, that like ours was split. It was a half hour with Nate and then a half hour with Trevor. And he was he had a diorama set up 
lighting setup and he was showing us how he does the photography to do the promotion work for the four horsemen. So he had a Vorthog figure. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he, Vorthog is an orc uh, figure that was released last year. And he was showing us how he does lighting. He even had a fog machine and he was like nice. making it foggy in the room and shooting the fog into the, into the scene and everything and showing us how he sets up shots with like getting, getting natural lighting in it, getting secondary and, uh, you know, sources and things like that. And that it, for me, that's not something I focus on, but it was really cool to see it to go. If I want to start doing this, that's, you know, like I got some tips at least, which was really cool. Uh, we got to meet Sherry who paints um, their figures and she was telling us about her history working at McFarlane and then being able to join up with the horsemen later on. And she even had, what, what was really cool was she had uh, notepads set up to talk about different techniques. So she's like, if you want to take a photo of how that works, go for it. So I, I took a photo of like, how to do portrait painting and how to do toy painting and all this stuff. And uh, I brought that back and then she was showing us how she does uh, the paints on a few pieces of the resin that they're working with. Um, then Jim Preziosi, uh, one of the, the founders of four horsemen uh, without the man bun this time, sadly, he <laughs> took us, uh, he took us on a tour and I had no idea exactly how much, the horsemen did versus they're, they're not just toys. They actually, they, uh, they help also make, uh, props for the company that they share the space with. It's a, is a B B and B, uh, props or something. They, um, like the whole second floor is loaded with all sorts of stuff that you, it's like, you could go up there and this is like a junk person's dream. There's like, retro TVs from the fifties through sixties. I mean, like I was telling my wife, I bet you there were TVs in there that actually had Kennedy's assassination broadcast. Oh yeah. That's it. That kind of stuff. They had, um, they had props that they've done for Saturday night live, which have been recent sketches in the last year. Like there was one sketch where uh, it was about God creating man and and he was like a two-toed really hairy looking crazy guy and that's that was actually up there and i remember seeing it and when i showed my wife and my kid that they both remembered the skit it was uh i think it was anna taylor joy was the host that week and and we we were all laughing at this skit because we're like this is ridiculous but then there it was right in there um like they they did a mask for phantom of the opera that they fabricated there and 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 made they have a Right now, they're working on pieces for... Uh, there's a Broadway version of the Karate Kid, apparently. Right. And they're making the cars that Mr. Miyagi was <laughs> was uh, repairing and, and stuff like that. So they actually had all that made out of like fiberglass or resin or something. And, and Jim was like, yeah, when we get it all built up, it will look exactly like one of those old cars. But it's a prop. Right. Easy and that's just freaking up. amazing. Um. Nice. So there was all of that, and then let me think. Uh, what, let, let's think here. What's the best thing they were building up there? They had a, uh, a basically, and like the orc, uh, it's like a giant. It's the I, I, I think it's Argamides, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm, it might not be Argamides, but it's uh, one-eyed um, 
like a yeah Archimedes orc. is the one-eyed orc yeah yeah and and they're making one of no it wasn't the one-eyed one I'm sorry it was like the legion donor orc the, okay. the big one right and they're making him with different pieces they had the head on display in their office or ogre but I then they were looking for ogre. the ogre yeah ogre's the, ogre, the scale we're looking for <laughs> so this is why I shouldn't have won the dang contest I can't even get my words right um. But they had the different pieces, so they had the head on display, still white, not painted yeah. up or anything. But then they had the torso, they had the the, the midsection and the legs all up on, uh, like, being yeah. stored. And they're like, yeah, when people walk into Legion's Con, that's the first thing they're going to see and how insane yes. is that going to look this year. Now, how, uh, so there's did they that. say how tall that's going to be when it's built? I I don't remember if he did say that or not, but my guess would be close to ten feet, yeah. somewhere so around much, there. It's it's going to be scale, right? Like I mean, in, if you I think it would be yeah, I think it would be pretty close because like I'm five nine to five ten on a really good day, and I'd imagine that thing is going to be at least two to three heads taller than me when I right. when Which I is about see it in a, person. A standard Legion versus an ogre. Scale. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> for that. One of the, it takes me back to the old San Diego Comic Cons where they would dress up that He-Man statue as different characters every exactly. year, and everyone got to take exactly. some pictures. It's like I cannot wait to hit Legion's Con and take my picture with a two-scale ogre. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's and going to be awesome. I, I, I honestly, that would have been the only thing I could think of that would have blew me away even more is if they had the He-Man thing on display, even though I know that's a Mattel. No, but, yeah, Mattel, uh, it, that's Mattel's, unfortunately. Yeah, but that that just it, just the fact that it it shows you again. Not I'm not trying to pick on PowerCon, but with the lack of news coming out of PowerCon and yep. with how that's all going, but then to see here's the things that you're going to be seeing because now Legion's Con is trying to amp it up this year to because it's two full days and you're getting that that ogre. It's like. That's going to be a hell of a thing to walk by and just go like, yeah, you're getting the feel of it just from that visual and just from that piece, you know? Yeah. And I will say real quick, in defense of PowerCon, like it's really apples and oranges because while Legion's Con was started by a fan, that fan mm-hmm. is Jeremy Gerard, who has now, mm-hmm. you know, worked part-time and now officially full-time for Four mm-hmm. Horsemen Studios. So yeah. there's definitely a lot less barriers there uh, yeah. for, yeah. for a guy like Jeremy than there is, you know, Val working with Mattel. So I, I won't even go Agreed. there. But, but it's also kind of nice when, you know, you have these fans that are so inspired. You know, 1-6 Shooter, Nate Barch. Like, they were all fans first, and now they get to work on the property. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, even the, yeah. four, the four horsemen themselves. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Podcast is over. <laughs> even the even the four horsemen themselves, it feels like they're fans first. Like mm-hmm. even though they're the creators, the owners, everything else, it's it really feels like, hey, we're making what we want to see. And, oh, cool, like, other people want to see it, too. You mm-hmm. know, that's how it's always Agreed. felt with them. So, yeah, just it's it's a whole different world. The Horsemen set a whole different uh, level of standard for the toy industry, in my opinion. And I'm glad that yeah. they've been able to stay their own studio this whole time and do their own thing now. 
um, mm-hmm. while still doing a ton of great freelance work as well. Yeah, yeah, because they, I mean, they, they, like I said, the props kind of blew my mind. I didn't even yeah. realize that. I figured, yeah, we have like they're working with Super Seven. They were doing the Conan line. They were doing the the Turtles line. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's other stuff. Disney. Yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. tons of other things I can't even think of. Um, but yeah, it, it just it really does go to show you, and and the fact that these companies keep coming back to them, obviously there is a reason they keep coming back to them because, you know, they're easy to work with and they get the job done. And there is a quality there that you're, you're getting out of their product that you might not get from anybody. Like the only other company I can think of where I don't, I don't don't want to say they rival them, but the only other company that I get the same effect from their stuff where I'm like, wow, usually is NECA because of the almost photorealism they put into like the, the movie turtles yeah. universal monsters and things like that. But, you know, for me, it's like it, their stuff breaks a little easier. So it's like right. horsemen have like on all fronts. It, it works for me more. Um, but then the other thing, bless you, the other thing uh, that happened was we, uh, we got to sit in and watch uh, Eric Treadaway uh, do digital sculpting. And oh, he just, yeah. for an hour, he went into ZBrush and he asked the audience, what would you like to see me work on? And ironically, the group I was in, uh, Brian Burns, who actually was the winner of the contest that I entered in, he goes, Merman? And sure. then he did he did a, I would almost call it like a Legions-esque version of Merman. He did not draw, Mer, or he did not sculpt Merman the way that we know him. But right, he did yeah, like that was, almost like a legion offshoot of what it could look like to do a, like a merman person, and it was really it. freaking cool because in an hour he managed to get it up to the point where it was a really good working version of. It. Right, right. No, he he creates amazing stuff. Yeah, that final version that you post up, people have posted. It's like it looks like like it's ready to go to sculpt, like it's ready to yeah. print. Like in the, for right. him to do that in an hour. Um, mm-hmm. it did, it didn't look anything like Derek Zoolander, though, so that was a little disappointing. But, <laughs> oh, but it, the the thing is, we got it. He got it to that point, and even yeah. he said, "If I was doing this for real, there's a whole bunch of different things I'd still be doing to this." And he was talking about like sure. the the fins on the side uh, and all that. He would have different pieces that would be yes. each individual piece and then the individual like webbing between them and all that. Right. So it's like the amount of stuff that is in his brain to keep thinking. And, and as, as somebody who does artwork, I completely understand this. It's like every time you get to a certain point, there's like, but then yeah. I could do this and you could do this more. And uh, something that so, I thought was cool was, well, it, something I thought was cool real quick before I lose mm-hmm. that train of thought is he, they, he said that the horsemen were so against doing digital because they felt like that was sure. like ruining what they were doing, the heart and soul of what they were doing. But the the one thing about it, which I can completely understand myself now that I'm going digital and I'm trying to make that work for myself too, is the you know doing a symmetrical piece like a like a face. You're doing it right there because there is a symmetry tool in ZBrush that you you can do a bunch of different things. That he said, first side of the face, two hours worth of sculpt time. Second hour of the fa- uh, the other side of the face, eight hours. Because yeah. you're trying your best to line it up if you're doing it by hand. But sure. in ZBrush, two hours, boom, you have a full face. Then he's like, 
now I have eight hours. What do I do with that? You know, and it's like, now I can make more figures, you know, and that's, and I'm sure that's there, part of the workflow now. And, and I'm sure there was a time when the digital did, you know, it, it wasn't there. Like you couldn't get the same result, but the technology has come to where it is comparable. And like you said, the time saver stuff, all that, even the starting over. I mean, think about it. back in the day to start over, they literally had to grab a new yep. thing of clay. And here we go again. Like that, yeah. that, that messed up, that broke, that dropped, that, you know, it got lost on the way to the factory, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I lost my train of thought that I was going to ask. Oh, so how many groups were there in total? There were four. And then the one group, like I said, the one group got split into two to do the Nate and the Trevor uh, segments. But then we joined back up together. But there were four groups because of the four different workshops they were holding. So when you when you did the sculpting, was that – I'm trying to figure out how many head sculpts I need to go look at. So you guys did Merman. Was there one other group then at that point, or was there is there three other groups? There, there's four – well, there were three others besides ours. So there's a Merman. Okay, so yeah, you were, um, in, the, you were in the smallest group at that point. We were the last one of the day for them, and we were probably the smallest as well. And and what was funny, um, I, I don't know the the man's name, unfortunately, but when we were in our demo with Eric, there was somebody snoring, and we were like, "What the?" Heck? And then eventually, Eric goes, "Yeah, he's he's snoring over there." And that woke him up. He's like, "No, no, no, no I'm okay, I'm okay." But the thing, <laughs> it, it, it's like it's, it's like what was killing me was. Well, that and also the room was very dark because of obviously the projector. And Eric, Eric is a soft voiced man. He he doesn't really like you know yell or anything. And he's not a Jeremy Gerard where he you know boom and his voice you know comes out the way it does. And it's also cold. And for me, dark and cold always equate to me falling asleep. So like (laughs) I'm just sitting there going, I, I can understand. But why would you fall asleep on the day? Like I was literally on adrenaline rush from the minute I got into New Jersey on Friday night, all the way until 10 o'clock on Saturday evening when I was finally leaving. But that was just like, yeah, that guy fell asleep. (laughs) And I love that Eric out of everybody was the one to to point it out and call him on it. And and that, that, that was, no, 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 I'm fine. But, um, and then on top of that, let's see, they also, um, let's see, they, they also had a pop-up shop, which is how I got your Calros and a couple other figures. And that was pretty cool. And they even celebrated, it was Walter Hagen's birthday. I want to say it was either that day or the day before. So yeah, they actually man. did cake for him in, in when we did our lunch break and they, we all sang happy birthday to him and stuff. Um, and then after after that um, after the pop up shop and and all that stuff, we left and we went to go get dinner, come back, and then that was when they did their eight o'clock uh, live stream on YouTube where they re- revealed the it, it's it's uh, it's not the next wave. They had a different wave. To, it's like this is like book two of the first book they started in last year with that wave the initial wave and now this is book two of that wave or chapter two or something and then the next wave they were saying will be maybe even drastically different than what they did for the first two that just came out but they revealed the five characters that have been floating around online over the last few days yeah for the cosmic legions for cosmics yep 
Very cool, very cool. Now, what was it like seeing those guys in person? Um, it made me go, okay, this is probably the wave where I'm going to want to get some of these because I was not initially drawn into that line part of it from financial parts. Cause I, I already like legions and I am getting into a little bit more of the master stuff again. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do a war on how many fronts financially, but the, the first wave had two or three characters where I was like, okay, those I, I like, but I wasn't enough to, ooh, I need to buy it. Now this one, the uh, Scorpion woman, I, I don't yeah. know their names. Uh, the Scorpion woman who's getting made fun of all over the place, she's my absolute favorite of the wave because I love her silhouette when they showed yeah. just the silhouette. And then when you see her and all the detail and they're saying that there's probably going to be a... Um, maybe like a wire so you can pose her scorpion tail behind her and all that stuff. Translucent skin. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, her, mm-hmm. her, and then the, uh, the snake looking one, which actually is named after, uh, Eric Treadaway's son. He's another, like, apparently he's been three nice. figures, like nodded at three times when the uh, two in mythic legions and now here. I love it. Um, but yeah, I like I him quite a lot. So, <laughs> But, uh, and, and I know a lot of people are going gaga over the, uh, the alien because he's like a legit looking, you know, anal type alien you yeah. expect to have, you know, close encounters of the third kind, only huge. Yeah. The stands um, are gray. Um, and, and the parts he comes with, right? Because he's got yeah. a slender build. He's got yeah. one bare forearm. Um, yeah. but yeah, if we get a legion builder of, of, him like I could see of his race like that might get the other bear and everything else like yeah. it's it's unique pieces even for yeah. the customizers exactly and uh, I know what there was there was a like a brute looking guy but he's like a cyborg and he's yeah. purple and then they had the other guy who a lot of people have been saying reminds them of, of Apocalypse where he's like a mm-hmm. He's like a security officer or something. Uh, he's blue and gray mostly. And he's like the new Legion builder, like the barbarian builder that they were doing, which for me is like the absolute, I love that figure for Mythics. They're saying this is probably going to be their version of that for Cosmic. But because I'm not, because I'm not all in with that line, I'm more of a picking and choosing the, the unique looking ones. And for me, that, that Scorpion and the Snake character were the two where I'm like, I can see those getting on my shelf one of these days. So yeah. absolutely. Oh good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> and then on top of that, they had the two ups from the 2000 X line, which I was yes. drooling at all day. They had a uh, Skeletor, Mechanic, Tila, Orco, uh Trapjaw. Cyclone, and they had the clawful statue and the and the Skeletor statue. Yeah. So I was definitely looking at them longingly all throughout the and the Trapjaw statue too. Uh, there were there were many exchanges between me and those statues throughout the day. <laughs> how, how how much stuff do you think that they had to like hide and put away because you guys were coming? I don't know, but they they told us uh, when we got on the premises, they're like, we hid everything that you shouldn't be able to see, yeah, yeah. so don't even bother. And with how big that place is, 
I can only just imagine where that would have been hidden. It would have been bigger. Like the only place I could think of that would have been harder to figure something out would have been if I broke into Lucasfilm and like in fanboys to find the episode one uh, uh, rough cut or whatever. Uh, So yeah, I have no idea where they would have hid that stuff. But honestly, I was so starstruck by everything there that that didn't bother me whatsoever. There there was so many things to see. And, uh, and then I I forgot actually the beginning of the day, we got to see um, the, the initial stuff for like animated scenes and animatics and stuff for the uh, mythic legions tactics uh, video game. That's where they started us all off before they split us into groups and we got to see a lot of the animated scenes. They even showed us the part that they said that the horsemen didn't even see yet, which was uh, Arathir, or, or wait, Gorgo Aetherblade unlocking Arathir and bringing him back to life, which then obviously nice. is a big problem for the heroes in the story because he's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse uh, in uh, Mythos mythology. And uh, that was pretty cool. And just seeing the environments they're creating and stuff, it's its really fleshing out this world that I only just put my toe into last year or even a little bit before that, the year before that probably. And so like seeing it roughed out, you're seeing like villages, you're seeing different uh, forts and castles. And then they're even showing like pirate ships and, and like boats and stuff. And that made me go, ah, Mythic pirates, it could happen. Legions, whatever you want to call it, and, <laughs> and it's like you know. And then the ocean legions, because you could have that. And I'm like, I'm like, it's all because I was actually talking to Jesse not long ago and going like, out of anything mythic wise, fantasy wise, you could still do pirates and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Because I mean, hell, uh, uh, Conan was a pirate in certain stories and stuff, and he's a barbarian. They got barbarians, yep. yeah, it's so facto oh, yeah. and all that, you know. So. Yeah, it, it was it was a crazy day. I I actually I got my intern button from Jeremy Gerard, so that's nice. official. The only thing I didn't get to do, and I'm completely cool with it, is at the end uh, before before yep. we did dinner, they did uh, the the bust. Last yep. year they had a bust that they gave to the people who paid to do it. Uh, right. And it was a uh, Belfagor, which is the like almost like the um, the uh, le- in legend. He's like that the yeah the, the red demon. red the red devil Tim Curry character. Um, and this year they did Magnus, who has the power of beard, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they did tell me before we went in, they're like, okay, only the paid people were were doing yeah. this because that was a special thank you from the horseman to them. And when they said that, there was a slight tinge of me going, oh. And the other part of me was like, I got to do all this other stuff. Why am I even thinking this? This is ridiculous. I'm still thrilled. It'd be cool to have, but like. Yes. uh, Yeah. No reason. No, uh, no reason to make it ruin your day. Absolutely. So instead, uh, instead of painting, uh. Well, the the part of my day that really blew my mind was uh, I was sitting on on the couch just watching everybody. And Nate Barch just comes over, plops himself right down next to me. He's like, "So, Sean, how's it going?" And we had a conversation for quite a while. And I'm sitting there geeking out, going, "Nate Barch, number one, knows who I am. Number two, he actually is he's 
hey, Sean, you know, and giving me hugs and he's, he's shaking my hand. And now we're talking shop about digital art. And I'm like, nice. this, this is probably my favorite part of the entire day because I just, I, he, he's such a great person and I really enjoy anytime I get to communicate with him. So again, thank you, Nate, if you are listening. That was definitely one of the best highlights of my experience was just, hey, here's this guy. He, he welcomed me in, in such a warm way. He actually took the time to geek out with me over He-Man and artwork. No right. complaints. So, yeah. I love it. Sounds like you had a great time. Would you do it again? Absolutely. I, I would, if, it, if it happened again this weekend, I would rob, steal, <laughs> or beg or borrow to get the money to get another hotel room. And it, my my wife would divorce me, but I would probably stay in my hotel room giggling with glee because I get to go do that one more time. Um, I'll worry about the kids later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it it's it's like I know uh, I'm not I'm not trying to do this to like rub it in or anything. But the thing the thing for me about that whole day is you really don't get how the horsemen are until you get to do that. Because if you think about it, how many companies and toy companies, especially like for any collector out there, it would be like going to Willy Wonka's factory for an afternoon to be able to just go in and see what they're doing. And the only company that I know who does that is the horsemen. Right. And it just so happens the horsemen have had their hands in masters of the universe creating mythic legions, creating cosmic legions and all these other lines of being involved in like Ninja Turtles and stuff. It's like they have touched pretty much every brand. Even they've even done some transformers now and stuff. Yeah. They, they, they touch pretty much every brand that either I grew up with or that I'm still passionate about. And here they are going, Hey, come on in and see what we do. You know, like that's crazy. Absolutely. It, it really is the craziest thing. And, and, uh, I did get to meet Cornboy for the first time because I have had the, the biggest fear of both <laughs> talking to him and Eric Treadaway. I tried to talk to Eric Treadaway and he had, always had somebody there wanting to talk to him and I finally gave up because it was already getting late and he had a son with him. I didn't want to have to hold him up any further. Right. But uh, Cornboy, yeah, I, I walked up to him and you know I, I, I said, hi, it's great to meet you and we fist bumped and yeah, I, I, I was like, I, I, I don't know what to say here because I feel like I'm going to be like Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live interviewing Paul McCartney. And I'm going to be like, remember that time when the horseman worked on Masters of the Universe? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> you know, and, and he just laughed about it. And I'm like, I'm like I, I, I was scared to death of meeting either one of them because they are so intrinsic. When you hear four horsemen, their names are usually the first two you think of. And I'm like, they're going to hear everything they've already heard because they've already heard this for 20 some years doing this in the industry. But then Cornboy just goes, it's okay. We're just a bunch of dorks that like to do what we do. And we're glad that you like it. And that that was about the most that I got to talk to him, but it was still, it was cool that I finally broke the ice with him a little bit more. Uh, I'm no Steve Bishotti. I'll I'll say that, but I also (laughs) didn't get Jim mad at me, which then makes me not a Steve Bishotti as well. So they exactly. <laughs> oh, so. a great time. We're definitely, definitely oh. envious of you. What a great experience! I hope to get there someday. Myself. I, I honestly, if if uh, if 
if it meant me or you doing it, yeah. I would definitely want you to do it because I already did it, and I know how much it would matter to you to do it as well. Same with Jesse. We just um, maybe yeah. you, me, and Jesse just show up on the doorstep one day, <laughs> rock through hey. the window. No, well, I wouldn't do that because the, oh, no? the beauty. The, no, <laughs> see, the thing is that, and and for us being who we are, the minute you walk in, the right through their front door under that that green awning with the horseman yeah. logo which is so iconic for a lot of people to get there the minute you walk in castle gray skull from classics yeah battle cat and panther on either either side of it test shots they are so huge they wouldn't even fit into the into the drawbridge for the classic line yeah so it's a gorgeous thing to see <laughs> so you're saying i just had to break through one door and i can get all of that stuff <laughs> that's that's what you're telling me the thoughts of Matthew Dooch do not represent. <laughs> <laughs> you happen to take a look at what kind of security system there is. Is it the RT40 or the RT50? Do I get 10 no, seconds or 20 seconds before the I'll, police are dispatched? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Literally, like, they have showcases right when you walk in. And the thing that blew my mind was if you counted up how much it would cost to get a lot mm. of the Mythic Legions figures just right in that doorway... Yeah, you're probably yeah. thinking five. You know, like you're, you're probably going if you're going by eBay prices between yeah, three yeah. to five grand, easy, easy. And yeah. that's right there when you walk in, and it's like holy crap! The amount of history in that place, the amount of you know the well, things that they're showing off from their their career and everything. It's just it it takes you back. It get, it got me nostalgic because when two thousand X hit, I was literally yeah. twenty to twenty one years old. So I was feeling young again, even looking at some of those things and just, you know, there is something to be said about it. I mean, all I'm saying is mm. I, I don't endorse any sort of... <laughs> of course not. Of but... Course not. But if you work in an Ocean Eleven's like, one place, it had to be mm-hmm. Four Horsemen Studios, right? Like, I mean... <laughs> Mattel uh, might be the runner-up, but even then, I don't think they have as much saved as they once did like their archives you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so yeah i I think the horseman studios would have the most stuff that i would want to you know big movie heist so i'll tell you that those two ups are things of beauty i i just every time i walk by there i would just take a moment and i think i took probably three different sets of shots of them right just because I don't know if the lighting is right on this Skeletor. This I got the lighting at, a little better. This is how they look in the morning. This is how they look yes. in the afternoon. This is how they look in the evening. Sean, there's this not even any windows in here. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I know. I know. I, you know. I know. <laughs> oh no! And, and oh, and the other thing that killed me is um, in the in the one bathroom in the office. We like uh, they had some Nate Barch's artwork hung in the sure. bathroom and right above the toilet was Aerithere. And I was like, yeah, that's the, don't forget the flush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, ah, good times. What a wonderful yeah. experience. I'm glad you got to get there. Even if you did ignore me and Jesse for, you know, multiple days. And here we go. Us, that the, is the fine. <laughs> that is fine. We don't have feelings. So, the, honestly, I, I talked to my wife one-on-one at least three or four times leading up to Friday night, and she knew how it was bugging me that I wasn't able to tell anybody other than right. her about this. 
And, and she's like, I know you don't like to lie to people. I get it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they're going to find out. They're gonna, oh my yes. God. And all this. And, yes. and, and then the, and then the next morning when I'm, when I'm there, then all of a sudden, like, the, That's how did you not tell us? And you're like going off on my, on messenger. And I'm like, I'd love to tell you, but right now I'm in the middle of this. <laughs> or whatever. I was like, oh, being you didn't even look. I, I was, I, I was unread for like eight hours that day. Don't even lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't answer calls from you guys anymore. I got the horseman. Uh, <laughs> I got my yeah. I got I got the Jersey uh, lawyers now. They're going to work out my contract to be on the Legends of Grace. So you said it was a uh, Marissa Tomei and a uh, Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci are going to oh, now yeah. represent me. <laughs> the two youths who run this podcast. <laughs> I, love uh, I love it. Marissa Tomei, just in general, she can show up, and that'll be a good day. That that'll be like runner up to being an intern. Whew, okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> a whole different whole different conversation there. So, all right, guys, uh, I think that's a show there. So, uh, Sean, take us into the weekend. Ah, all right. If you. Holy, see that whole thing? I'm like, now I'm all discombobulated see, see, again. He can't even do it anymore. He's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm above this now. I'm above this. I'm going to get my Ninja Turtles to do this from now. No. Um, okay, if you, if you like the podcast, like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Ring that bell so that you can find out any notifications of new uh, videos that we post or when we go live, which we have been doing a lot of lately. If you want to get in touch with us... Uh, logpod85 at gmail.com we do answer the emails on the show if you want to get in touch with us on facebook uh legends of grayskull podcast group we're on there as well we love to talk shop with the fans and we are also on instagram as well so feel free that you can do your votes for the march madness the final the final games that we have coming up do your votes there two votes so instagram and facebook both count as a vote from you it's not doubling it up absolutely and until next time until next time guys if anyone has any of the building plans for four horsemen studios send them my way <laughs> oh come on oh, Oh!